0: For those who haven't read the notice sheet, don't look now, I want to see if you can guess what the theme of, uh, of today is going to be. I'm going to show you a few images, uh, so this is particularly for the younger ones, if you want to look up from your uh, um, colouring at the back there for the moment. See if you can guess what I'm going to be talking about today. Ready? Here we go. What's that? Minecraft. Minecraft. Well, are we going to be talking about Minecraft? Well, well maybe. Let's see. Next one. Anybody know what that is? Theme from Heaven Almighty, yeah. So, anybody got the uh, connected theme yet? Foundations, mm, good. Yeah, anybody know what that picture's of? Tom knows. That's rebuild in Mexico, yeah. Building the house. And, Bob, yes, we're going to be talking about Bob. Well done. No. We're going to be talking about building And we're going to be looking at the passage in Matthew about the wise and foolish builders. Now, I don't know if you've ever had to assemble anything, if you've ever had uh, um, something to put together or something that's got instructions. Are you the kind of person that follows those instructions, or do you just kind of get on with it and then say, well, instructions are for wimps, I'll, uh, I'll pick that up afterwards, yeah? So I can see all the men nodding about, yeah, we'll just get on with it and do it. And the the women are probably, no, I'm going to be a bit more careful. I'm going to follow the instructions. I'm going to do it properly. It's definitely a man-woman thing. But um, sometimes, when you get instructions, they're quite difficult to follow, aren't they? I came across this, which is uh, instructions for a toy which was... Quite popular when I was young, many, many, many years ago. And I wonder if you can guess you probably need to be of a certain age here, but if you can guess what this toy was. So the instructions go like this: please any paper on which you wish to draw on a cardboard and fix the positive and on the round drawing pins. Then place any and of the wheels inside the ring to the paper, and by balancing and color ball pen point in a hole in the wheel. Anybody got it so far? Oh, well done. Fantastic. Yes, it is spirograph. How on earth could somebody make something so easy quite so complicated? It's incredible, isn't it? Now, some people, when they read the Bible think wow this is tough isn't it this is difficult to understand and Jesus understood that sometimes the truths about God are quite tricky so he used when he spoke to people parables he often used stories to bring things to life to help people understand the real meaning of what he was trying to say and we're going to look at one of those uh, parables. Tom, I wonder if you could uh, flick over to the, the video, please. Okay, I'm just going to read that, uh, that story from Matthew 7. You might want to turn to it in your Bibles if you have it. I'm not going to show it on the screen. Matthew 7, starting at verse 24. Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. I need a couple of volunteers. Well, maybe four volunteers. Come on then, Ethan, Emily. You can always rely on Ethan. A couple more, please, young people. Come on, don't be shy. You know I'm going to pick on people. uh... I'll build a house. You're going to build a house, are you, right? Come on, Josh, you come up. Come on, come on up. Come on. Come on, Maria. I only need two volunteers. It's not hard. (laughs) Oh. Oh, Martin's getting dragged up. Come on, you can be our building advisor, Martin. Oh, we're not doing too bad now. Right, fantastic. So it's not hard. What I've got here is a tray of sand. And what I've got is a rock. And I've got some Jenga building blocks. And all I want you to do is two of you, maybe you two, how many? Are you going to be the a team together, brother and sister, they're very good. Come on, build on the sand. You have to build a tower five layers high with these blocks, okay? Right, go. On top of each other, five layers high. Yep, that's fine. You can cross them over if you want. Right, fantastic. Have we finished then? You understand? Brilliant. Step out of the way and then they can see what a fantastic job you've done there. How are you going there, Ethan? How are we doing, Ethan? It's hard. What's hard about it? It's not straight. Oh, it's not straight. Oh, dear. Well, that's not how it was supposed to be at all, was it? Do you know, it was supposed to be that the rock was the solid foundation. But you're struggling. Right, we'll maybe come back to the rock later on. Thanks, guys. Big round of applause for them. So let's have a think a little bit about sand, shall we? You see, there's some troubles with sand. All right, Ethan, we can leave it at the minute. Ah, he hasn't, because he hasn't. Never give up. So the trouble with building on sand, even though it was kind of quite easy to build that tower, they did it pretty much straight away. Sand has this habit of moving around. The, the desert might look beautiful, wonderful shapes, but you can guarantee a bit of wind, and all those dunes will have moved. They won't be in the same place from one day to another. If you've ever tried to drive on sand, it's so easy to get bogged down, isn't it? And in the extreme, if you're Bear grills and you like uh, doing stupid things it's easy to get sucked into sinking sand. It's a very dangerous place to be, actually. And sometimes when you build roads in the desert, the sand can blow and encroach in on, uh, on the roads, can block your passage, can uh, obstruct where you need to go. So while sand might look like an easy thing to build on, As Jesus said in that parable, it's not a particularly wise thing to do. I could easily just uh, um, dig away underneath there and the tower would soon fall over, just as we saw on that video. So we're going to come back to look at the problems of building on the rock in a moment. But first of all, we're going to sing again. Again. Because I hope that um, whilst our first building attempt on the rock was not that successful, I hope you appreciate that actually building on a rock is a sensible thing to do, much more sensible than building on sand. So we're going to sing to that faithful one, that rock on which we should build our lives. If we could have the PowerPoint please, Tom. It's always good to uh, be able to go away with uh, having remembered something from a church service and nothing better than to remember some scriptures. So I thought we'd um, go away with a memory verse today to see if we can remember this verse from Matthew seven twenty four. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you to read all this out and then I'll start removing some of the words and see if you can uh, remember it. So all together then. Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Brilliant. Word perfect. Right. You've forgotten already, Linda. Oh dear. Just crib. Michael knows it. Right, here we go. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Brilliant. Okay. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Ready for the stakes to get a bit higher now? Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Matthew, chapter 7, verse 24. Ooh, very good. A couple more to go. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Matthew, chapter 7, verse 24. Two more. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Here we go. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Matthew, chapter 7, verse 24. Fantastic. Give yourselves a round of applause. Absolutely brilliant. Right. So, I said we'd go back to this challenge of the rock. Ethan cheated a little bit. Because the objective was that he built a proper tower with three um, blocks on the base, and he only got away with two. See, the problem was the rock didn't really, wasn't really conducive for, uh, uh, for building on. It was all kind of irregular. There weren't any, any um, flat sides to it. I deliberately picked the rock because it wasn't big enough to uh, uh, quite get that foundation on, and perhaps you could roll it around a bit, and maybe you could get one or two just about to stand on it but when you come to put the next layer on they just slide off hmm so why on earth did Jesus say build your house upon a rock when actually in most cases rocks that we find are not good for building on if we could have the uh uh, next slide uh, powerpoint please tom number 3 okay now i don't know if you remember the first the ver- first word of that uh, memory verse that we learned very important word in scripture therefore Whenever you see the word, therefore, you need to ask yourself, what is it there for? And this particular parable that Jesus told, if you want to look in your Bible, was the culmination of what's called the Sermon on the Mount. Two plus chapters where Jesus talked to people about what the kingdom of heaven was like where he talked about the kind of characteristics that God expects of his people and he kind of turned upside down the conventional beliefs of what the world would say are the kind of characteristics that we should have quite the opposite to um, you know, the world will be inherited by those who are pushy, who are self-confident, who are, um, who are rich. He said, no, actually, it's going to be the meek. It's going to be the poor in spirit. They're the ones that are going to inherit the earth. And he also turned upside down to some extent the uh, Ten Commandments that the Jews held on to um, supposedly Uh, so carefully. He said, you've heard it said, do not kill, do not murder. But I tell you, that even if you get angry with somebody, you've just about done as bad. He said, you've heard that it's, uh, um, you mustn't commit adultery. But I tell you, even if you look uh, lustfully upon somebody else, then that's as good as. He kind of turned the whole thing around and challenged the conventional um, beliefs, I guess, that they had. Now, I wonder when you heard that story about the wise and foolish builders, what did you interpret from that parable as to the meaning of the rock? Anybody, what did you take away as the meaning of the rock? What is the rock representing in that parable? Jesus. The words of Jesus. Yep, I think you're absolutely right, Nick. Because he said anybody who hears these words and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Anybody who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. If you notice the way Jesus told that parable, the houses were exactly the same. The storms that they had to encounter were exactly the same. Both of these builders heard the words of Jesus exactly the same. The only difference in those two stories between the wise and the foolish builders was that one, the wise one, heard the words of Jesus and put them into practice, and the foolish one heard the words of Jesus and did not put them into practice. That's the only difference. So I take from that that this rock on which we're supposed to build our lives is an acceptance of the truth of the words of Jesus. And if you look through the Sermon on the Mount, on six occasions, Jesus used the words, I tell you the truth. Mm -mm -mm, mm -mm. I tell you the truth. And on one of those occasions, he says, get it right in chapter 5, verse 18, I tell you the truth, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen, will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. So all of the Old Testament, Jesus didn't come to take away, he came to fulfill it, to bring it meaning, to bring it to life. You know, as I look at this rock, Sometimes I, I think that we try and shape God around who we are. You see, we're like these uh, gender blocks. We're quite kind of hard and, you know, we, we don't kind of mold. We, uh, you know, need a foundation that's already kind of flat and complies with our way of thinking. And the trouble is, if we try and take one of these hard blocks and apply it to a rock, a foundation that doesn't quite fit our way of thinking or our way of being, it doesn't work, does it? If we try and kind of force ourselves, it doesn't work. And you know, there's two ways we can approach that. If we're building one way is to chip away at that rock and make it fit us we can remove those bits that are in the way and that aren't particularly comfortable or don't fit nicely with our thought processes we can take those away and then we'll build a house and it'll be fine but is that what God wants of us? See, the other alternative to chipping away at the rock and making that foundation fit us is actually to make ourselves fit the foundation. To work our lives around the shape that God wants us to be. Now, I bet the people who built that house and built it into the rock, I can't see many storms damaging that house, can you? No? I think that's a great picture of how God wants us to build our lives around him not build God around the shape that we think you see if perhaps we were a little bit more moldable and it's a good job Marion's not here because I went up and nicked some Play-Doh from her uh, cupboard upstairs But if instead we were like Jenga blocks that were a bit more moldable, we could perhaps sit ourselves a lot more comfortably and a lot more securely on this rock so that when we come to build, we're no longer trying to kind of force the rock, force that foundation in the way that we need to be We sit much more securely because we're molding the way that God wants us to be. What is sand? Small rocks. rocks. If you break down rock enough, it becomes sand. That's all beaches are. They're just rocks that have been worn away. And I just thought that, do you know what? The more we kind of chip away at the truths of God, and we do do that in this world, don't we? The more we chip away and say, well, that doesn't quite fit with my worldview. The more we chip away, what are we left with? A pile of sand. You see, I really believe that God, in using that parable, was saying that we have to hear the words of Jesus and put them into practice as is. Not put into practice those things that we feel comfortable with and are easy to understand. But we need to take those things that perhaps are more difficult, more challenging, and say, do you know what, I trust you anyway, God. God. Even though I can't see how it necessarily fits with my worldview. Do you remember uh, a couple of weeks ago the talk about the different views that we have about who God is, the lenses that we look through? We all have those different views of the character of God that are perhaps tainted by tradition, by our experiences. And I don't think that any of us have a perfect view of God unless we look at who Jesus is. Because what does Jesus say? The wise man is the one who hears my words and puts them into practice. So I would urge you that as you look at this passage, as you remember uh, that memory verse, that it's not about us just building on a foundation that we shape according to the way we want things to be shaped. We shape according to God's way. And why is this important? Remember that therefore. What was the immediately preceding verses before that therefore? Have a look in Matthew 7, verse 21. This puts the real context of that therefore. talks of the parable that is a very very sobering passage that says that the way I read it and understand it that those who try and shape their Christian lives according to what they think who yes who prophesy who drive out demons and perform miracles but are doing it the way in their strength the way they want to, rather than in God's ways, according to God's solid foundation. Jesus will say to them, away from you, I never knew you. Wow. You know, it's exactly the same words they've heard. It's the same kind of signs and wonders that they experience. The difference is, they heard the words but didn't put them into practice. That's why Jesus used that parable of the wise and foolish builders. How we need to understand and trust completely in the solid foundation that Jesus lays. We're going to sing again Beautiful Lord, Wonderful Saviour. Song that talks of God shaping us, molding us filling us according to his plans and purposes not the plans and purposes that perhaps we have let's use this as a prayer shall we that God would shape us that we would fit his foundations rather than make it the other way around